Welcome to the Home Medic. You are listening to the segment on four-legged creatures, mice, rats, squirrels, raccoons, good stuff. Welcome back to the Home Medic, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. And speaking of in and out, we uh, probably want the mice out of your house. Yes, we do. That will keep your money in your wallet and, and your family out of the hospital and accomplish two stones with one mouse, right? For sure, yes. Okay, so let's just do some stories, Heidi. Huh. Okay, I think, I think I'll tell this one from... The standpoint of, I had a friend once. (laughs) (laughs) A friend who? A friend who got this really pretty, off-white, fluffy rug as a generous gift and had put it in her home. And after a very, very short time, there were these funny little noises in this family room area. And so we're wondering what this funny little noise is coming from under the ottoman. And as we move the ottoman... Ooh, did I say we? I think you did. (laughs) As we move the ottoman, we discover a little teeny baby mouse. I'm talking (laughs) baby mouse. And there were actually three baby mice. A mommy had found this soft, fluffy rug, and she loved it as much as the homeowner did that we were inspecting for. Uh And sure enough, when we moved the ottoman... Three little baby mice had been born and delivered right in that little spot. And oh, nice. So the question was, do we, you know, spray the rug with Lysol? It's really funny. You know, I have a less hard time killing older mice than I do babies, but we killed them. Oh, and you and McKay. It was brutal. Yes. It was like they were so sweet and they were just in this soft white rug. I mean, the mother found the perfect spot for her children. So you and I are here in this basement studio, such as it is. It is very unfinished. It's kind of like the green cave, because we got this green sheet on one very unfinished uh, yes. wall. The other wall, if you can imagine, it's just raw sheet rock. And next to that, you've got a roll-out bat-type insulation covering the nice walls. Nice and thick, too. Nice and thick. So a good friend of mine, McKay, she records with us too, and and uh, I'll ask her to tell this story at some point too, but she had the same thing. She had hundreds of mice in her home. Wow. And once she discovered that, those mice had made a very nice mouse condo out of the insulation on that wall. Oh my goodness. So you could actually see they had eaten away the insulation, and that just left one of their intersections exposed so as they were going up and down and through and sideways you could watch them move through there (laughs) when that happened one of the things they did is they were pounding on that just to apparently to terrify the mice right and we ended up with this yeah this little baby mouse one inch long that was just barely able to move that's right about one inch exactly and uh, yeah it was blind and they actually felt so bad for this little baby mouse they put it back in the wall what and they're trying to get rid of the problem mice do grow up and then they killed everything a little later but at least they didn't have to watch this baby mouse die oh my word Yes. Baby alligators, baby tigers, baby baby <laughs> criminals, they do grow up. 
And the reason why I wanted to make sure that these stories get told is that there are places that you should be looking if you suspect mice, or even if you don't. A, a homeowner just needs to walk around their house sometimes. And in order to keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital, you need to know how infested your home may be on any given day. Mm. So these are places that you should look. Now, I talked about my dryer blowout where we had the popcorn and the marshmallows and the chocolate chips yes, that, that got blown yes. out there. And we also mentioned in one of the other segments about the mice gnawing on my plumbing, and they actually destroyed, they caused a huge mold remediation there in my basement. Wow. Because they were gnawing on the plumbing. That's amazing that they got through it. They're... They have strong little teeth. Yes, they do. We talked about Becky as well and how she ended up in the candle factory and had to move and she lost about $500,000 in improvements that they'd made to that building Wow! Uh, because they had to move away from that structure because of mouse and raccoon urine and feces. They do great damage. That's, uh, the, the one good thing about their teeth is once you hear them gnawing, that's a good way to identify that you've got them. The minute I hear anything like that, I am getting the decon out and putting it in five or six or seven or ten locations in my house. Here's something you might not have known. As I was doing that inspection, and again, she hired me because she thought she had mold. I quickly found that she had urine. And so as I was going through, and I already had my black light. You know, a black light will fluoresce on anything oh. that is urine, feces, or blood. So if you really want to get grossed out, go buy a black light and go shine it inside your bathroom. Oh, my word. And so I got my black light, and as part of my inspection, I figured, hey, let's find out how bad it is, you know, how much mouse urine we've got. I went into the men's bathroom. Yes. And I shined this light on the urinals, et cetera, and of course that was grotesque. <laughs> Maybe that's why Julie keeps her bathroom so spotless. You, do you inspect with a black light? I don't think I've told her this story. <laughs> I'm sure you don't inspect on her. Yeah, I think that black light has died long since. <laughs> but then after proving that this black light is going to fluoresce with urine, I, I moved that light upwards towards the ceiling. Right. And three of these walls were covered with these streaks of fluorescing Oh, so that urine was not only coming from the vicinity around the urinals. It was coming from the it rooftop was, or it the was coming from area? the ceiling. The ceiling area. And especially one of these walls, because I kind of figured, I mean, urine smells like urine, especially to an animal, and they, right. they like to urinate where it's already happened. So they're gathered to that area. Right. So they Attracted. found the men's bathroom, and they decided that, hey, uh, you know, let's do our thing here. And so, yeah, a lot of these walls, especially one of them, was completely covered with urine streaks coming from the ceiling. Oh, my word. Now... That was actually one of the key pieces of evidence that proved that we had a mouse urine and feces problem in this. And, and one of the key items, one of the key reasons why she decided to move away from her half million dollars in improvements. Wow, it's a big loss. Yeah, and so the seller, the, the landlord basically said, well, it's going to fluoresce whenever you have water. And we'd already covered that base because I'd shown them how... It does that doesn't happen. You know, we splashed a little bit of water in the bathroom onto the countertops, and yeah, there was no fluorescing there. Right. So that's an FYI that you know, if you really want to gross yourself out, try that one. So black light, huh? Black light. I have one more story that we can do. This is uh, one of my it. favorites. Should we do that one? I, yes. I want to hear one of yours. No, I, I honestly, I've just had experiences periodically. What happens is. 
I would say I've had a mouse problem probably about every three years. Uh-huh. And I think the reason why is because when I have one, I I mean, I'm not trying to promote decon here, but I think the decon mouse proof too really does, really does do the trick. And so I think what happens though is it either gets all eaten up or it's strength, you know, potency dilutes. I don't know which, but then I'll start hearing a few mice randomly, usually around fall, you know, time when they're ready to come in, when it starts getting cold. And I'll just go get whatever I can. We'll get traps. We'll get the decon. I'll put it up in between the two, the upstairs and the downstairs. I'll put it behind big cabinets where I know no children can get to it. I'll put it along the the edges of the... It's always good to put it along the baseboard trim. And then problem will go away and we'll be fine for quite a while. So, But you got to stay on top of it because the minute you hear that, if you wait, they multiply so fast. Yes, they do. The times when I've procrastinated, you just... You're inundated. And I had a son that had put a, he had heard mouse, mice next door to him. It was in the food storage room. This is when we were having this other problem that I described in the other podcast we did about the grain in the food storage room and them getting into that. But he had taken like kind of a little skateboard top thing that he'd put across, he put it across his doorway and he thought that was going to keep the mice out. And so I would be coming down to wake him up in the morning and I would literally trip on that every single morning. <laughs> While we were trying to get rid of these mice, <laughs> that trust me, that doesn't keep them out. But he was feeling secure. He insisted that that remain across his doorway until we had eliminated the problem. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, the other thing I, I was telling you, we, I don't know if we ever talked about this about the rats, and I'm guessing this would work for mice too. But they were in some sort of a cellar bin, and someone got rid of them by using dry ice. Have you ever heard of that before? No. Supposedly that Actually, got that rid of the rats. that makes sense because that would, if this is a very confined and enclosed space, the nitrogen from the dry ice would push the oxygen out and that would kill the rats. Yeah, that's what they use. They use dry ice and it, it just took care of it immediately. And that's a, you know, a very clean method to get rid of them. Would be, except for now you've got this rotting carcass in there. That, uh, yeah, you'll, you'll still have to get rid of that. But. Right. Okay. Depending on the the situation, you know, if you have a mouse in a little wood box or something crazy like that, or a rat, and you don't want to try to dig in and risk having them jump out, maybe just toss some dry ice in there. Hmm. Good one. That's a good. There you go. That's a good story. Good. That's tip. my story for the day. And my so tip. my next story is actually about raccoon urine. Oh. And I think we're going to sit on that one until we talk about raccoons. Okay. So. We'll be back. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. We will be all back. All right. Should we do a master of your mansion on, on oh, this? I'm just, I haven't, I'm so busy. I'm so consumed with all these thoughts of getting rid of critters that I haven't been fantasizing very much here. <laughs> I'm still I, into that cabin. That cabin is sounding really appealing right now, as long as it's not inundated with critters. I remember a TV show I watched where they talk about how in Australia, mice and rats have been brought in, and they're not natural to the area, so there are not predators. And so you get these millions of mice and rats in places where you know you have maybe wheat storage or whatever. I mean, there's no predators to control the rats and right. mice. I see. Yeah. So the natural cycle that and, nature provides, right? Yeah. So somebody moves a piece of wood, for example, and the camera can just catch 500 mice that just scurry off in 
whatever direction. And there's direction. no natural time to send, import some cats or something. Yeah, you'd think that cats ought to be available in, Lots in Australia. Lots of wild cats. So let's not make your mansion one of those uh, sorts of homes in Australia today, should we? No. Yeah. No, no, no. We'll, we'll avoid that. It's always good to focus on the, the vision you want, not the vision you don't want. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Wisdom from Heidi. <laughs> All right. Yeah, we'll cover rats, squirrels, and raccoons in the next segments and finish this one up by telling you that if you need more information or to talk to somebody or find a good remediator, homemedicusa.com, right? Homemedicusa.com. Check out Garth's site, and he doesn't recommend people that suck. <laughs> that would be true. Quoting Garth. <laughs> <laughs> and even if you suck, still find a way to be yourself because, you know what, Heidi? Well, maybe you can go to Garth's site and learn how to not suck anymore. And suck less. And, <laughs> and, and then be yourself because nobody wants to suck, right? For sure. <laughs> Everybody else is taken. And having mice definitely, you know, sucks. Hi, this is Julia McKay with your Natural Solutions Tip for the Day. Today we're going to share a very special oil. It's called the doTERRA Console Oil. And this is an amazing, amazing solution. If you're having feelings of sadness or you need comfort or hope, it counteracts negative emotions of grief, sadness, and hopelessness. And you know, these oils are really, really amazing. You put a couple of drops in the bottom of your feet, and it really, really does work. If you would like to know more about Console, please contact us at... Natural Solutions at homemedicworld.com. 